this message, I, I want to make sure that anyone who joins to make sure that they hear this message because um, God has been on me about prayer. And he said, nothing's going to move. Nothing's going to change until we establish our prayer life. And we build greater grace and ourselves on prayer. Are you with me today? Uh, I'm hot. I'm so hot. God help us today. Amen. I can, you know, I can't take off my suit coat because... You know how you just iron just the parts that's going to be showing? <laughs> no, I act like no, no, I act like you haven't done that before. Uh, <laughs> no, I act like you haven't done that before. I'm just going to iron this part here. Because the rest going to be here by my coat. It probably, it probably, uh, it's probably, uh, yeah, I heard it's over. That's all right, Pastor. We failed. That's all right. We failed. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So the title of, of this mes message is what? And then what is the subtitle there? We must tear away. Oh, my goodness. We must tear away. We must tear away. Uh, you know, a lifestyle of prayer, I, I think we have came to a place where we have left it to the prayer warriors to pray. Oh, we got the prayer warriors. Y'all pray for us. Y'all pray. And then we have depended on and leaned on prayer warriors. And we have not uh, looked at prayer as, guess what? You need to be a prayer warrior too. Amen? And I think we just say, oh, man, pray, 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 pray prayer warriors. Y'all keep praying. And we have left it to them to do all the praying. But I'm here to tell you today is that we must tear away and begin to build a lifestyle of prayer. Uh, we must pull ourselves out of the rustle and bustle of life and make prayer a lifestyle. Everyone say lifestyle. We must make prayer a lifestyle. All right. It, 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 we have to uh, uh, pull away and tear away from our normalcy in life. On, 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 I got to get this done. I got to go over here. I, I got to do this. I don't have time for that. I, I, I have to get up. Our mind is always running. Are you with me? Our mind is always running. We're always thinking about the next thing we got to do. We're always thinking about the next plan, the next idea. And we're running, 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 running. And we, we, we have a prayer life. You know, we pray, oh, Lord God, help me. Oh, Lord God, we need your help right here. Lord, and, and then we just, we just kind of loosely, can I say loosely pray? Huh, is that, is that, does that make sense? We kind of just loosely pray. We just, oh, God, help me. Oh, that, sometimes that's just our prayer. That's it, oh, God, help me. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we find ourselves not incorporating a lifestyle of prayer and there is so much power in incorporating a lifestyle of prayer because guess what? God tells us to. All right? And have you, have you ever seen someone or know someone who has made something a lifestyle or devoted themselves to someone? I, this is a bad example, but have you ever seen a smoker, right? 
their lifestyle, they're devoted to the cigarette. Yeah, you ever seen them before? I don't care how cold it is. I don't care. It could be negative 20, 30 degrees. They are going to be outside shaking. That leg be moving. Huh? They're going to they're gonna get that rat. They're going to get it. They, man, so I see people, I walk with people, they be looking for buds on the ground. Where this joker at? Oh, man, that, that one ain't done yet. Huh? They're devoted. It's a lifestyle for them. Huh? It's a lifestyle, and they, they got to have it. They, I, I need it in my life. I got to have it in my life. All right? And, and, if, you're, and if you're a smoker, I'm not, I'm not, God can deliver you. I want to put that out there first. God can deliver you, and you don't have to try to be delivered first before you accept Christ in your life. Let me put that out there as well. You can accept Christ while you're in your addiction. Because it's Jesus that's going to do the work. Not yourself. So if you're smoking and you can't seem to get over it, accept Christ in your life and allow him to work in your life so he can deliver you from it. Amen? Amen? Don't let nobody judge you. Oh, you just got saved. You just, why are you smoking a cigarette? Let God work with them. Can you, can you please let Jesus work? Amen. Let Jesus work. Let Jesus work. So we see that uh, um, the, the devotion to it. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care what time it is. Soon as they get done eating, they got to run out. It's got to happen, right? It's a lifestyle. And so I'm telling you today is that prayer needs to be that intense. We need to be that intense for prayer. Yeah. We need to be that more intense for prayer. Praying to the Father. Jesus pulled away always to pray. And that was Jesus. Jesus pulled away always to pray. It, 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 was, it was a must for him to seek the Father. To talk to God. It was, it was a must for him to talk to God before he started his day. It was a must. It, 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 every morning Jesus would get up before the disciples would get up and he would go off to a mountain. He would get away. He would pull away from life. He would tear himself away and say, I need to get in with my God and pray. The disciples, man, there was someone in the disciples would wake up and be like, Jesus, where you at? I can't find you, Jesus. Because this is a time when people was looking to kill Jesus. And they were, Jesus would be somewhere praying. And they had to find him. Jesus would pull himself away to pray. Because he wanted to hear his father. He wanted to know the will of his father. Everyone say, the will of my father. John chapter 6, verse 38. Jesus proclaimed that, for I came down from heaven, huh? I came down from heaven not to do my own will. Everyone say, my, not my own will. But the will of him that sent me. But the will of him that sent me. He is talking about, I want to do the will of my father. And guess what? I am making it a lifestyle. I am making it a, a, a tent to go forth and pray to my God. To pray to my Father. Because I can't do nothing without my God. I can't do nothing without my Father. It's about His will, not my own will. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, it says, this is, this 
is the passion of Christ. This is the will. This is what he wants. He says, for this is good and accept, acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. What is your, what is, Timothy, what is the will of God? Who will have all men to be what? And to come unto what? To come unto what? He wants, the will of God is that he wants all men to be saved. All men to be saved. And listen, he wants them to come unto the knowledge of the truth. He wants them to know the truth. He's, he's pleading with us to continue to be the example so people and individuals know the truth. Even through your mistakes, even through your mix-ups, even through your trials and tribulations, even through your overcomings, even through your addictions that you're, that God is helping you overcome. Through it all, be the example. Say, God, you're going to help me through this. Let somebody see you on your knees. Let somebody know that you're praying and saying that I am going to be delivered from this. Let them know that you're fighting to get set free, that Jesus is the one that's going to do this in my life. Be the example. Be the example. Speak here. Be with somebody. Help them. Encourage them. Be the example of the knowledge of truth. When God touches your life, there are things you're not going to want to do anymore. Because you begin to understand the knowledge of truth. There are things you want to stay away from. We need to wrap up as if you shall receive. Knocking the door shall be open. Anything you ask in my name, the name of Jesus, all in the will of God. All of this asking you shall receive. A lot of uh, our preachers use this as prosperity. As look, come on, asking you shall receive. You gonna get it. You gonna get it. You gonna get that new car. You gonna get it. You gonna get it. Listen, asking you shall. The will of God is for all men to be what? The will of God is what that they all come to the knowledge of what. Is it about your new car? Is it about your house? Is it about God says after you shall receive knocking the door? All of this is going to be lined up with the will of God. Am I saying it's wrong to ask for things? No. But we need to have a, a sure enough focus on the will of God and not about ourselves. It's not about our own what? It's not about our own will. It's not about our own will. And sometimes the Bible can be used as a way to attract people to get stuff. Sometimes the Bible can be used to attract people to do the will of the pastor, to do the will of the church, of a building. But I'm telling you today, and I'm pleading with you today, it's time for us to focus on the will of God. That all men will be saved. So I'm asking God for to help me speak to those who are not saved. To help me. I want to knock on the door of the heart of people. I want to ask God to give me the will and the knowledge to speak to those who don't know God. I, 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 I want to receive the wisdom that God can give me so I can reach lost souls who don't know the hope of glory. Who don't know the source of joy who is dragging in life day after day and they can't find peace. I want God, I'm asking for him to give me what I need to reach the lost. I am knocking on the door so he can give me what I need to reach those who are dying in sin. I am asking, I'm saying, God, help me to receive 
the ability and the power to help somebody see who you are so that they may believe. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about the will of God. Jesus says, I came here to do the will of my Father. Jesus, Paul, Luke, John, they never prayed. They, they, they didn't focus on the wants. Paul tried to pray for one of the wants. He said, God, will you remove this from me? And Jesus said, my grace is sufficient. They didn't focus on the wants. They focused on who God is in his will. On what do you want me to do, God, so that souls may believe. So that people may believe. But we must first tear away from this lifestyle, from this world, from this world mindset. We gotta pull ourselves away and get lined up with prayer and get lined up with the will of God. The enemy will try to make us so busy to where we lose sight of the will of God. And you might say, well listen, pastor, I did this in his name when I prayed, he gave me a new car. I did that in the name, I prayed and I got a new house, I got a new job, and that's all fine. But listen, it, 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 it's a powerful thing, but
Paul breaks it down of what a praying lifestyle looks like. Paul breaks it down. He says, uh, now Paul was in a situation where he was in jail, locked up, locked up in jail, locked up in prison. And guess what? And then every day he had to be chained to a Roman guard. That's like the bracelet, uh, ankle bracelet now today. All right. He had an ankle bracelet. He had to be chained to a guard. Okay. He had to be chained to a guard every day, and he was in prison for proclaiming the word of God. But listen, he didn't allow his uh, um, prison imprisonment or being chained to a guard stop him from doing the will of God. He didn't allow the messed up situation he was in to stop him doing the will of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Paul knew something. He was like, I'm not in this for myself. I'm in this into doing the will of God. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 and, and 6, he says, devote yourself to prayer. Do you know what that means? Devote yourself. That means you need, we need to have a lifestyle of prayer. When we start calling prayer meetings on Friday with these groups, come, set some time aside. Set some time. Begin to incorporate it continually in your life. Make it a part of your life. Make it a part of your life as if you need to go to practice for football, games, whatever it is. Make it a practice in your life like you got to be on that job. Make it a part of your life. He says, devote yourself. Devote yourself to this thing. I begin to, uh, um, I, I, how many of you have been guilty of starting a prayer book, a prayer journal, and then losing it? Don't raise your hand. You don't have to. I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of starting a prayer journal, putting it, and, uh, and getting it going, and then I, I, I misplace it, and then it stops. But what I'm telling you the truth today is that we got to get back in it. So then I said, listen, Lord, I have this thing on me all the time. I said, do they have a prayer journal, a prayer uh, where I can keep track of who I'm praying for? And they said, yes, they do. So I began to download the app. I said, Lord God, we have to fight for this. We have to put it in a part of, make it a part of our life. Whatever it takes, God, I want prayer to be a part of my life. I am going to devote my time. I am going to fight. If I got to get up an hour early, if I got to, whatever I got to do, I need to get in the will of God. I need to get in it. Why? Because the statistics show people are falling away. And we must get in the will of God. So what was, what was the concern of Paul? You would think, because he's chained up and, and locked up, you would think he'd be praying, Lord God, set me free. Lord God, I know you can do it. Free me. Free me. Free me, Jesus. Free me, God. Free me. You think he was going to the hymns. Free me. No, he didn't talk about that. In Colossians chapter 4, he says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful. He said, when you pray, he said, when you pray, be watchful. Meaning that don't, 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 Listen, get some coffee, drink some, be alert when you pray. Make it an intent for your life to, 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 to stay focused. Don't, don't just get on your knees and fall asleep. Huh? I'm guilty of it. Y'all got to raise y'all hand. I'll let y'all know. I'm guilty of it. I'll get on my knees. Oh, I have my hour of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. No. 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 That can't happen. That can happen. Well, be watchful. Jesus said to his disciples, can't you watch for me for just one hour? Right. Meaning that can you just stay awake? 
and be watchful. Why? Because the enemy is out there. And we have to be alert when we pray. It has to be because prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful, but we have lost the focus that prayer is that much powerful. Why? To do the will of God. Not just for ourselves, but to do uh, the will of God. You want to see people delivered and set free and changed? Pray for that to happen. Pray for that God gives you the ability and knowledge for it to happen. And then he says, and he, then he says, and be thankful. He said, be, he says, devote yourself to prayer, be watchful, say a word, be alert, and be thankful while you're praying. And he says, pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message. He is praying while he's in jail. He said, pray that God opens up a door that other people can be saved. He said, I'm praying that God open up a door. He said, pray that God may open up a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. He said, pray that as we speak to others, as we talk to other people, that they will feel the love of God, that they will feel his presence, that they will begin to know who he is. Pray that God opens up the door. And then he goes even deeper and further. And he says, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Meaning that I am not chained to this Roman. I am not in prison with this jail. But I am chained to Christ into doing what he wants me to do. I am locked up, chained up with Jesus Christ because I want to do his will. Because I know what's going to be the next life after this. He's got my life planned out. He's got mansions. He's got a streets of gold. Man, my second life is already set up for me. Right now, right while I'm here, I'm going to do what he wants me to do. Because everything else is set up. I'm set up. I'm set up. And I'm going to have this lifestyle of prayer to focus and do what he wants me to do. He says, pray that I may proclaim it clearly. Meaning that every time I talk to somebody, every time I speak to somebody, I'm praying, Lord God, help me as I speak to them. That the word of God is clear to them. That they may understand it. That they may receive it. That they may follow it. Pray that God makes it clear. Huh? Clear eyes. Clear eyes. Want to make sure that it's clear when people hear it. When people focus on it. God, help me to make it clear that they see with their clear eyes, God. Make it clear. Then he says, then he says, uh, uh, I, I want to proclaim it clear. Then he says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Oh, Jesus. Help me, Lord God, on how I act towards outsiders. Help me, Lord God, if, I, if, if, if I'm wilding out, if I'm doing what I'm not needing, not needing to do. But, Lord God, help me look over myself. Let me watch myself on how I act, on how I am around outsiders and people that don't know you, Lord God. Why? So they can see who you are through my life. So they can understand who you are through my life. Make the most of every opportunity. He said, make, he said pray that I make the most of every opportunity. Listen, Paul is praying within the will of God. He said, everything he's praying. Listen, he's jailed. He's locked up. He's not praying for freedom. He said, I'm praying for the opportunity to share someone with the love of God of who he is. I'm praying that someone else be set free. I'm praying that someone else be healed and experience the love and the power of God. I'm praying that God will move and deliver and set free those who don't know you. I'm praying for the opportunity. Have you prayed for the opportunity before? God, I'm, every before I leave the home, before I, when I walk out of this church, I'm praying for the opportunity. Open up an opportunity, God, so I may speak to someone of who you are, so that they may receive who you are and receive the joy and the peace that I have right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm praying for the opportunity. Paul is praying for the opportunity. He said, let your conversation be always full of grace. Oh, my goodness. Full of grace. Seasoned with salt. Stop being so rough with your tongue. Right. Stop being so rough with how you, how you share things. Huh? Ask God to say, Lord God, season my tongue. Season, season it with salt. Let my words come out with full of grace. Let my words come out where people can feel you and hear you and hear the passion. Because God, I want them to be saved. I want them to be set free. I want them to uh, know who you are. Yeah. Season my lips. Some of us need some seasoned salt on our lips. <laughs> some of us need to have some salt on our tongue. Because we know we can wild out sometime. And we know we can say things. <laughs> we can say things we ain't supposed to be saying. And we just, it just come out crazy. Huh? You know that it just come out, it just come out all rough and ragged. Put some salt on it. Everyone say put some salt on it. Put some salt on it. Why? Because this is all for people's deliverance. Greater grace. Our first focus is the will of God. God, what do you want me? What do you want to see? What is good and acceptable to you? Paul didn't ask to be free. He just praised God. He knew, listen, when Paul and Silas was in jail, he wasn't asking for freedom in that jail. He just began to pray. They just began to praise God. God, we love you. God, we thank you. God, we honor you. And as they praised God, the jail cell began to change. The, the, it began to shake. It began to rattle. And it broke. And it broke loose. He wasn't asking to be free. But thank God, as I praise you, I know you're going to give me whatever I need. I know you're going to give me whatever I need as I go through this life. So Paul is not concerned about being chained up. Paul is not concerned about dying in the end. Paul is not concerned about how long he's been in jail. Paul is not concerned about his circumstance. Paul is concerned about the loss. He's concerned about those who are dying in sin. He's concerned about those who don't know Jesus Christ. Where is our concern? Where is the will of God? God help us. Have that same concern. Let us not burn about this stuff out here. But people are dying without Jesus. People like that. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Meaning that as you thank God, as you praise God in your circumstances, that means he has the power and the ability to change your circumstances. Why? Because you put it in his hands and it's not in your hands no more. So I'm not going to be focused on, on praying about my circumstances all the time. But I'm going to focus on his will because as I thank him with what I have, he can bless it. I'm going to be thankful for what I have because he's going to do it. So if we do ask for ourselves, we must thank him in the process where we are in that moment of, uh, uh, and by faith, work with joy. Listen, by faith, whatever we have, God is saying, use what you got in your hand. Be, God is saying, be thankful in your circumstances and use what you already have in your hand. God can use what you have already in your hand and bless it and increase it. He can take what you have in your hand. When they turned to water, when they, when, when they, when they ran out of wine, Jesus, Jesus wasn't frantic and said, oh my God, we need to give up. No, they said, Jesus, can you do this? And he said, listen, grab some water and fill, it, fill these jars up with water. They used what they had and God blessed it and multiplied it and it was better than what they had previously. What I'm telling you today is that as you begin to thank God within your circumstances,
as you begin to praise him with a lifestyle of prayer and begin to lift his name up in the circumstances. Listen, whatever you have in your hand, God will increase it. He can even change it. He will make it better when they put the food in his hand. When they put the, the three fish and five loaves of bread in his hand, all right, the two fish, and they put it in his hand, they wasn't, uh, he didn't complain, oh, this is all we got. And sometimes we get that way. And it's taking us away from the will of God. Because we're looking at this is all we got, God. We don't have enough, Lord. This is all we got. And then now your focus is not on people that need to be delivered. Now your focus is not on, on people that need to be set free. Lord God, I, I, my, I can't walk right, God. My leg hurts. I can't do what you asked me to do. I can't go to Bible study. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that, God. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Because this is ill of me. Can you do the will of God in the circumstance you're in? Can you push yourself to do the will of God in the circumstance you're in? God is saying, be thankful in the circumstance you're in. When they put the two fish and five loaves of bread in his hand, he gave thanks. And he blessed it, and as they begin to work it, as they begin to, as they begin to work it, it begin to multiply, it begin to increase, it begin to be blessed. God is saying, be thankful, have a lifestyle of prayer, and be thankful. Thank me for what you have, so you can focus on the people that need me, so you can focus on the people that need help. Be thankful for where you are, because listen, I got that. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all this stuff is going to be added to you. Stop worrying about it. Stop worrying about it. It's going to be added to you. Be thankful, because when you put it in my hands, when you put it in my hands, and you begin to work it, you riding that bike right now, God, I thank you for the bike. God, because one day it's going to turn into the car. Be thankful what you have. God, all I have is, is this little ramen noodles. I'm going to be thankful for ramen noodles, because tomorrow might be a steak. Be thankful for what you have. Praise him for what you got. Because when you put it in his hands and he begins to bless what you got, he will increase it. He will change it. He will multiply it. Be thankful. Paul was thankful. He was thankful for his situation. He was thankful. I'm thankful, God, where I am. I'm thankful. And when you're thankful for where you are, when, when, when the sick need to be healed, when the people need to uh, um, um, receive Christ in, in their life, and when you now your ears are attentive to their need. Because you're not worried about your circumstance now. Because you know that God's got you. And you know he's going to be the one, no matter how it looks, he's going to be the one that increases because you're thinking, I'm thanking you, God, no matter what, I'm going to praise you, no matter what. So now your ears, you can hear the loss. You can hear when their family is sick. You can hear if they need someone to visit them in the hospital. Now you can hear when their leg is broken, when their, when their heart has been aching. Now you can hear if their relationship is going bad. Now you can hear about what they're going through in your intensive. And now God is going to give you the power. Now you're asking God, say, Lord God, Give me the power as I begin to pray for them, for them to be healed, that you will heal their life. God, give me the power as I pray for their relationship, that you will heal their relationship. Give me the words to say. And guess what? God's power is going to start moving and working through your life. And the individuals begin to change their life. Why? Because now God, because you're now in the will of God, this is how miracles will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Jesus cured the eyes and cured the blind and, and, and raised the dead, he had a passion for people. He had a passion for them to believe. 
every instance when he said get up and walk it was for them to believe spiritually eternally that God that Jesus Christ has the power to do it if you follow him he will help you through every need in your life I want them to see so that they may believe God give me the power to heal them Lord Jesus so that they may believe God and while you're doing this your circumstances is going to change because you're doing the will of God. And he's going to give you everything you need to do his will. He said, oh my God, my, uh, my house is real small. Start inviting people over. Start packing that house out with Bible study. And watch God increase your house. Why not? You're doing the will of God. Because you want people to hear the gospel. You say, man, no, I don't even have enough room. But God, I thank you. I thank you. I praise you. We're going to keep, keep, keep coming at people. Come over. And then all of a sudden, an opportunity comes up where your house now needs it. God builds you a bigger house. Now all of a sudden, the house is bigger. Why? Because you're doing the will of God. And you're not doing the will of God for your situation to increase. You're not doing the will of God so, so your situation can be better. But you're doing the solely will of God because you love him yes, and you honor him. Saints, I want to encourage us today. Let us have a lifestyle of prayer. Let us devote our life to prayer. Let us stand. Thank you, Jesus.